Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. I am here at the Seaport Studios in New York City. Peter Burns is not. Peter Burns is suffering without sleep and without coffee this morning down None. in Charlotte. Just absolutely just going straight, just straight to the vein right now. Just straight water, just hydrated. And I got so jealous, too. Rob Nikovich in uh, studio with us in the last segment, and there you guys are talking in studio, and I'm just sitting there like, Drinking, right. I'm like pounding yeah. coffee in I'm front like, of you. That's a good looking television. man too. Then I start thinking about like, can I grow the beard out? He looks like this like like well manicured uh, lumberjack and talking clavicles. I'm yeah. like you and right. Nick, reevaluating like, my life. Different, different vibe. You and Nick, you know, different thing. <laughs> I don't know so if the lumberjack. Ways. Beard. We're both men. That's about where the line is between Peter Burns and Rob Dinkovich. We're both males, and that's about the only thing. You both like football. One of you played it. You know, Um, you both like football. Hey, hey, Bradley Bear, San Antonio, Texas, seventh grade, unbelievable wide receiver, had two catches. Bradley Bear, stand up. Let's go. Uh, Look at that. And that's where Peter Burns' football career ended. Attack Prescott's football career has not ended, although maybe Cowboys fans thought that it should in the first half Mm. of last night's game against the Tennessee Titans. The Cowboys go on to win a meaningless game for the Tennessee Titans last night, but Dak had two interceptions yesterday in the first half. Dak's two interceptions are hot news. Hot news or not news is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. So here was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys on throwing those interceptions. It's frustrating, but there's nothing I can do about it the same sense. So, I mean, yeah, it might be frustrating, but by the time that I'd say a minute after I've sat down on the on the sideline, I've got it out of my head. Um, I've, I've said my words I needed to say to myself um, and, and just have moved on at that point. So, uh, yeah, it is frustrating, as I said, um, whether it's off your, off your guy's hands or whether I throw it behind the receiver and he makes the play and the, and the cornerback makes the play. They're all frustrating, and somehow or another, they've got to stop. You heard me bring it up there to Nink when he was on set with us, Peter, and you can always Mm -hmm. check out the podcast if you missed anything here on KJM. With Dak being able to shake it off and move forward, I mean, obviously that's a very experienced veteran quarterback. I feel like he deserves credit for that. Yes, the interceptions have been a problem this season, but he hasn't let them be a problem in terms of the win-loss column. Yeah, I mean – I, I, I'd have concern or pause if I'm a Cowboys fan if all of a sudden Dak, after these turnovers, looks different, right? All of a sudden he sulks. We saw that sometimes with Cam Newton, especially at the tail end of his career when things weren't going well. You look at the bench and it's like, all right, how engaged is he? I don't feel that. It's almost like when something like that happens, Dak's like, all right, bet, let's go. And then, like, we need to come up with a new stat. And, and the new stat needs to be interceptions the quarterback is actually responsible for, right? Because the hit-or-shoot um, uh, drop yesterday, that goes against Dak. We're talking all about the turnovers. All right, was that him, right? And, and, and you look at uh, 
Bietish uh, as well, the center before he got entered, injured, that ended up being what? Uh, a, a bad, faulty snap. Was that on Dak or was that on Tyler? So I look at this and I'm like, uh, we have so many analytics again now in, in today's world that I look at it, Amber and be like, I want to know what the true amount of turnovers you're looking at Dak Prescott and go, that's on you, buddy. Like that is your fault. And does it come out in the second half and affect him? I didn't see it affect him whatsoever. In fact, if anything, he tightened up this game and, and, and got kind of like in that playoff mode. Well, I think that's great news. Yeah, I think it's great news when you can win in the second half of a game, right? That you should have been crushing it. They're not up by much in as they head into halftime. And so then they pull away in the second half, and that's what you need. The short problem week. is – Short week, too. Yeah, yeah, and short week, fine. The problem is your opponent in this game, right? We're like, I doubt the Cowboys fan feels great because they should have dominated – the Titans, and they didn't dominate the Titans, particularly in the first half. And I think you'd feel more confident, even with him coughing it up a couple times, you'd feel more confident as a Cowboys fan if they had just gone out and trucked the Titans overall because the Titans had nothing to play for last night. Derrick Henry is not out there. They have Joshua Dobbs, who's never started a game under center. And Dobbs actually moved the ball at points there against that Cowboys he's, He's going, I mean, make no mistake about it, he's the starter against the Jags. Like, there is 1,000% he has to be the starter with the playoffs on the line. You can't go to Malik Willis, right? I think Malik Willis, as a third-round pick, was a guy that said, hey, you know what, we're going to take a flyer. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. It's clear that Malik is not ready for this moment. He very well may be down the road, but there is no doubt about it that Joshua Dobbs will have an opportunity in his second start to lead the Tennessee Titans to a playoff run. So I look at this, and Dobbs, I mean, again, just signed. Kind of a Baker Mayfield type situation. We're like, hey, you think you could do this? One of us, I mean, the smartest guy I have ever met. I mean, Amber, you, you remember covering him in the SEC, like mm-hmm. legitimately a uh, like an aerospace engineer, works for NASA in part time. So like if there was ever a quarterback that I'm like, all right, he can kind of uh, duck to water all of a sudden, that's going to be Joshua Dobbs. I don't, I don't know how the, the Tennessee Titans don't go with Dobbs uh, against the Jets. Dobbs had more passing yards by halftime than Willis managed in any of his first three starts. It was Joshua Dobbs' first NFL start by halftime. More passing yards. I mean, I agree with you. And next week against a playoff playoff team team that had to have that win if they want to still be involved in having what home field advantage throughout the playoffs I know that's a long shot and and again maybe the Cowboys didn't have their a game but Micah Parsons that pass rush again uh, he made some kind of mistakes but you feel like at least I guarantee you Titans fans right now they didn't care about that game per se but they were scouting what they could get from Joshua Dobbs to figure out how excited they should be or lack mm-hmm. of excitement they have against Jacksonville, I think they actually feel a little bit better because of his play. I, I don't disagree with you against a very good Cowboys defense. Joshua Dobbs was 20 of 39, 232 yards passing, a touchdown mm-hmm. and an interception last night, had another 12 yards in terms of scrambling. I mean, overall, considering also he didn't have the help in the backfield, right? I mean, it'll look very different, I would imagine, against the Jags when the division is on the line next week in that matchup. It'll look different when he's got Derrick Henry back to help. They had no reason to play Henry in this game. Again, the Titans had no reason, frankly, to try to win this game. That's why Dobbs got the start and got a shot. He definitely outplayed Malik Willis against a good Cowboys defense. It is interesting now that the NFL, for two reasons, that the NFL has added the additional game. A, we all know it was going to be a boatload of money. Everybody understands that aspect of it. But now, 
the the two things I look at are one, how are the records going to fall, right? If Justin Jefferson gets the record or Patrick Mahomes and passing records, how are they going to handle that whole thing? But that's small. The second part about it is we get these unique scenarios in which Tennessee it didn't care if they won that or lost that game. It came down to the last game of the season. Very similar to what the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to deal with the Houston Texans this week, right? You're on a roll. You've got right now Trevor Lawrence kind of finding himself as an NFL quarterback. Do you keep that momentum? Do you sit there and go, okay, maybe we play a, a full half, treat it like a third preseason game because you know even if we lose it actually helps our draft picks uh, to a certain extent but we stay healthy I'm fascinated to see how the last two weeks of the season play with that extra game it's even a conversation when it comes to teams who are still playing for something right like the Eagles are still playing for seeding because they're trying to get that number one seed in their conference however the problem is that Jalen Hurts has a sprained shoulder and maybe he could play through it do you want him to play through it is being the number one seed is having home field more important than having a healthy Jalen Hurts in the postseason you know I would argue no so I'd argue you go with Gardner because by the way I do think Gardner's a viable backup I think we saw even though they lost to the Cowboys I think we saw that Gardner Minshew can get it done. Oh, You're yeah. going up against lowly competition. I think you rock with Gardner down the stretch, and you don't play Jalen, but then does Jalen come into the postseason rusty? So even teams that have something to play for have to have that conversation. How important is it to risk the health of these players, or do mm-hmm. we keep it rolling with these guys so that they're not rusty when we get into a postseason? Yeah, especially because you do have Gardner, right? That That's mm-hmm. the mark of the Eagles making the right move when they made it and in, in having Minshew on that roster. On the flip side of it, too, you go back to look at another Alabama quarterback. There's no doubt uh, in my mind, as a Dolphins fan, you know, Tua Tugavoa wants to play football as much as he can, right? But we know that that hasn't worked out, especially with the concussions. I guarantee you Jalen Hurts is chomping at the bit. I don't know if I've ever met a competitor that, that's more fierce than Jalen Hurts. And so for him, at some point, if he's 75%, Amber, he's going to tell the Eagles that he's sitting there at 110%. He's never felt healthier in the history of his life, and that's going to be a decision for Eagles to make down the down the stretch. That's going to be a decision the Dolphins might have a decision to make as well if Tua clears concussion protocol and wants to go against maybe a must-win game against the mm-hmm. Jets at the end of the season. I don't know what that decision is going to look like with all the scrutiny surrounding that Dolphins situation. Coming up next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys. Will the Packers keep their playoff hopes alive versus Minnesota? We'll get into Aaron Rodgers and his squad. That's next. This is ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Give him a follow on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. You can check me out as well at Amber W. Sports. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We are asking you, what is your biggest sports wish as we head into 2023? What's your biggest sports wish for the new year? You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And speaking of call in lines right now, we bring in Amon Green, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, former Packers Hall of Fame running back. Amon, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start there. What is your biggest sports wish for the new year? Uh, thanks, Amber, for having me. Um, biggest sports wish, um, just being asked that question, I'm like, right now, that the NFL does not add another game to player season. So keep it at 17 <laughs> for uh, 2023. That's, That's what I fair. want for the players in the NFL. That's a fair <laughs> one. Uh, the players certainly, yep. uh, would, I would imagine, concur. I, thought, I don't know about their paychecks and their agents, right? I mean, yeah. isn't that what it is? Well, and the television deals and all that that goes yeah. into it. But these guys don't want to play more games. No, no. It was something as a player when I was playing that when I was a rep, go to the meetings and that one was always being asked and we were shooting it down then. And somehow they got the 17th game in this past season or last off season, but now it's happening. But they're now they're talking about extending it to 18 games. I'm like, no, please, guys, fight. You know, draw the sand in the ground and say, we're not crossing that line. This is where we'll end it. We could figure out other ways to make sure the TV money continues to grow, but without adding another game to I'm the, that, the season or, 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 the, or the playoffs. Yeah, that's fascinating to hear because Amber and I were just talking about how it leads to some kind of awkward situations on, hey, like the Titans last night. Hey, there's nothing to play for except, hey, for the last game of the season against Jacksonville. You've been on some good Packers teams uh, in in the past. When you looked at this, were you a, I want to rest and get get right for the playoffs? Or were you a, no, if we got some momentum, let's keep on playing hard? Uh, uh, No, we got some momentum. Keep playing hard. Stay on rhythm with quarterback to wide receivers, off of the line with the running back, defense, you know, fitting up to make tackles and running their scheme. So players, I felt, that did not take a rest off. A guy that did it a lot was a guy I never played for, but 
heard a lot about uh, Bill Belichick. He never set his guys in. You can see the results of that over time. So, no, I'm a coach today. You're not sitting, you're playing, stay in rhythm, stay hot. You know, have the momentum going into the playoffs. Amon Green, four-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro joining us. Of course, former Packers running back. Let's talk about your Green Bay Packers. There's still a shot of them making the postseason. I think they've got a 37% chance right now. Amon, they've got to take care of business here down the stretch. The Vikings coming up. They also need a little help from either the Commanders or the Giants. How much faith do you have that they're going to be able to get it done? Um, I have, I have, I'll say about 80% faith because it's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. And then actually extends up to more than that, more like 90, because I look at the season wins for the Minnesota Vikings. You go in the first month, you know, they beat the Packers in the home opener at U.S. Bank Stadium, but then they beat the Lions only by four. They beat the Saints only by three, beat the Bears only by seven. And there's a, a slew of games where it's only a seven-point win. So they're sitting at 12-3. and three. They are winning the division, but that's where you look at the team defense is ranked 31st in the league right now mm-hmm. with uh, where they're giving up. You know, 109, or I'm sorry, 281.5 per game of points per game. They're giving up 22. So there's that chance. And that's where Vegas is right now giving Green Bay three and a half points because of that. They see that set where these wins, and of course, don't forget, they were down 33 to the Colts, came back. Colts only scored three points, and they win that game. But then the next week, they only beat the Giants by three. So it's like, okay, we have a really good team, but they are not, they're, they're not too, I said, they're not a being, they're not scared. You know, I'm not scared of them. They're not annals you know, with that, you know, finger uh, click right there and, and the game is over. You know, would they have that type of team? They still are a beatable team, even sitting at 12-3. and three. So the Packers right now with that rivalry going on between a division, even though they got picks up like T.J. Hawkinson, you know, from Detroit, which I still don't understand that, that within the division. But Green Bay's hot right now. Defense is doing what they need to do, and the offense will do what they need to do on Sunday to get the win. Come on, uh, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, right? When you look at that line, you go, wait a minute, Packers, I know that game's over in Lambeau, but they are actually favored in that game. But I want to go back to what you said. You talked about the rivalry. You said 90%. What's your favorite memory of those? Like, it, like that always seemed really heated. Like, was there one moment when you're writing your book at the end of your career that says, all right, I got to get in this Vikings-Packers story in it? Uh, yeah, um, I remember my first few years here in Green Bay. Got traded here in 2000 from Seattle, and I say it had to be in that first season, that first game in the Metro Dome, where I'm like, "Oh my God, it's so loud!" Hmm. And I remember how heavy their linebackers were when I had to pick up the blitz. I was like, "These guys." I mean, I'm I'm usually used to anything from you know linebacker being 230 to two about 240. These guys were like 240, like 255, 260. I'm like, "Oh my God!" They weren't that fast, but when they blitzed the A gap or the B gap, and I had to fill that gap, it, I usually looked up at the top of the dome. So that's going to be probably on in chapter two or three of my book, you know, <laughs> towards the end of my life there, uh, because it was and it was always good games to the end. We we I don't think we ever blew each other out. It was always close. Came down the end of a field goal or you know stopping the team from getting that field goal range to win the game. Packers Hall of Famer Amon Green joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys today. So you're about 80% confident that your Packers are going to be able to beat this Minnesota Vikings team. But let me talk to you about this Minnesota Vikings team for a second because we're talking about a 12-win team. For some reason, I feel like the Kirk Cousins effect for us over here on the media, like we always have a hard time buying into the Minnesota Vikings for whatever reason. Do you think that the Vikings can make a run here in the playoffs? Um, I'm kind of no. I'm kind of there. There. I, I'm not sure, but I'm definitely there with you on the Kirk Cousins thing because I'm not sold. 
I look at his stats. He's over 4,000 yards. He has a pretty good, pretty good, not a great, but a pretty good touchdown to interception ratio. But what I know about Kirk Cousins, what I've seen in all the games this season that I've watched and previous games from the years before since he's been a Viking is he has a little thing about him where he sometimes don't have that awareness in the pocket. He's sitting in the pocket, he's having a good game, and then all of a sudden pressure is upon him and he's went nowhere. It's almost like it surprises him. When I start seeing his face cringe, that's when I know, okay, he's uh, seeing ghosts or he's not paying attention to the rush. We saw the Colts game where he had the defensive line get in there right on top of him, sack him several times where he didn't have that pocket awareness to either step up, step to the right, step to the left, get out of harm's way to either throw the ball to a receiver or get the ball out of bounds. So that's where the, uh, I'd say, not the whole belief of Kirk Cousins can do this because the Packers now kind of have a recipe. Not kind of. They do have a recipe mm. to get in that pocket and give him some problems to get the ball downfield. Yeah, Amanda, it's, it's really been defensively over the last couple of weeks where the Packers have made that run. Everybody thought it was going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers, but he hasn't had that success. All right, well, bigger picture here right now. Who? And you can't say the Packers and let's say not the Vikings right now. Let's take that out of the equation. <laughs> we talked about them, right? Who would you back? In, in, in the NFC? Because I feel like the AFC has some thoroughbreds, right? The NFC is, 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 yeah. feels wide open right now. I'd say the team right now that I back the most is, uh, and confidently because I've seen them play several times, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Overall, they have a team defense, and defense, even though I'm an offensive player, Ari, I'm not dumb to the fact that defense wins championships, offense scores points, and, and helps win the game. So Philadelphia's defense, you know Jalen Hurts is out for a little bit. He'll be back before the playoffs. We know that, and with that shoulder, so right, right there, that that team has a complete package. Mm-hmm. That uh, quarterback, Jalen Hurts, has confidence in himself, and the team has confidence in him as well to do what he needs to do: throw the ball, run the ball with his leg, and get every receiver and every running back to part- participate in getting the win. Amon Green, former Packers running back, of course, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. I can't even go through your whole resume, Amon. But thanks so much for giving us some of your time. Hey, no problem, Amber, Peter. Hope you have a great uh, day and a happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. Happy new year to everyone listening to us or watching us right now on ESPN2. And in terms of new year, we are asking as we head into 2023, what is your greatest sports wish for the new year? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. I stole this idea directly from Peter Burns' Twitter because you (laughs) tweeted this out yesterday and you got a lot of responses, Peter. Yeah, over 500 responses there at Peter Burns ESPN. And I actually stole it as well, too. There's no new ideas, right? Everybody's doing this. Pac- Certainly not this I, I, business. Trust me, not. I hate to give producer Pat Costello any kind of credit, but yet here I am doing it on National Airways. Thanks, Pat. Um, about the amount of replies, I got a lot of people asking their number one wish was for people to retire. I heard people want Tom Brady to retire, right, really? to, to keep that legacy. I heard the amount of friends in, in college football world that said, I want Nick Saban to retire. Right, just to call it a career and how that would open up college football. I'm surprised of that one. I mean, presumably he'll retire one day. I think maybe. I'm not sure it's going to come anytime soon because Nick Saban, by the way, like age is like a fine line. I don't know what's happening there, but nevertheless, I guess winning helps, right? Uh, you age, but with Nick Saban, I'm surprised that's coming this season from people. Well, that this season they're in your menchies because I feel like in any other season it makes sense. This season, 
there's a lot more parody in terms whoa, whoa, of these whoa. playoffs. Did you just drop Menchies? Menchies. I don't know if I've heard Menchies. Is that what the days. kids are saying? I, is that sus or is it very mid? Oh yeah, I don't know. Sus. I don't know. It's, a, it's something. We're sponsored by TikTok. I think at some point. Um, I, you know what? I did see the tweet that was over on ESPN too. A lot of people talking about give me one more run with Tiger Woods. Like as a golfer myself, like give me at the Masters Sunday. I'm not. You know what? I'm not. That would be too. I'm asking too much. Like, I want a baby wish. My baby wish is that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are paired for the first two rounds at Augusta. That's what I want. And for the final round to come down to a PGA golfer and a live golfer. Just like Justin Gupton said on Twitter, he says, Tiger 2023 Masters champ. I'd like to see it. I hope the big cat is healthy enough. That oh. That would be a hell of a run. Uh, that, a that would, that's a good one. I, I do like that one. ESPN Radio has you covered for bowl game action. Tune in today for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're going to get to your calls here on your own sports wishes in just moments. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also get into Peter Burns' Menchies. Menchies. At Peter Burns, ESPN. You can get into mine as well at Amber W Sports across (laughs) social media platforms. Peter Burns is a wild one. That's why I'm doing this radio show with him. You, of course, can also watch us on ESPN, too. Peter Burns is a dancing to this song. Is this your type of music, Peter Burns? Absolutely not. I mean, look at me. What kind of music do you think I like? Um, like UGK, Dave Matthews band, ESG, swinging and banging, like early two thousands, just dirty South rap. That's all me, oh, right there. Well, that was actually a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, that that's what you go with. Uh, Peter Burns, of course, in all of his glory on ESPN two and here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns hanging out with you. Let's hang out on the Dr Pepper call in line as well. That's where we find Rick in Dayton, Ohio. Rick, what is your sport? Wish for 2023. Well, I'm not going great big because I'm realistic. Uh, my big wish is the Browns be relevant in uh, December, maybe. You know, hmm. it's been quite some time, so hopefully that might happen one of these days. But uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. Have a good New Year's, you guys. I, that sounds you. like a, a you know a battered uh, Cleveland Browns fan, which I understand after watching the Browns all of these years. I think it probably looks a lot worse with Deshaun Watson. The Browns fans were expecting it to look, but obviously a lot of rust on Deshaun Watson next season. Yeah. Will probably be a different story. Yeah, it's so weird too because the Browns there had a moment where you're kind of like, this is this kind of lovable loser team. Like, all right, feeling good about this, and then boom, the Deshaun Watson thing hits. Yeah. And I mean, and again, I know Browns fans got to feel conflicted right now, and they're like, all right, let's just let's just focus on the football, but it's still going to be hard, right? I mean, I think that's one of the sports wishes that I saw uh, pop up on Twitter yesterday, Amber, is how many people said they wish the Washington Commanders would sell. Like, give it to Bezos, give it to whoever's going to be the new owner because they want to pull for Ron Rivera. They want to pull for Brian Robinson. They want to pull for this commander squad. And yet there's just something that kind of holds them back from doing that. And it would make the NFC East even more interesting at that point. Uh, it would certainly do that. Uh, Gary is in Jacksonville. Gary, thanks for the call. What's your sports wish for 2023? Happy New Year, Amber Peter. What's up, Gary? Happy New Year. Uh, of, co- uh, of course, for my Dolphins to win these last two, get a seat at the table. And my Orioles, they've been coming through. They've, they've been, improved a lot as, as a baseball team last year. They, they make the big jump and make the playoffs in, in 2023. There you go. Uh, and obviously looking for the Dolphins to win these last two. So Gary has immediate wishes coming up. I do think that's the goal of – 
a franchise like the Dolphins where you're like, can we please just make a postseason and actually mm. maybe win a game in a postseason for the love of goodness, a little bit of a different goal than probably like the Chiefs and the Bills have right now. Uh, what a weird kind of butterfly effect the last, what, f- I want to say 20 months have been for the Miami Dolphins, right? I mean, think about think about what happens, right? If the Brian Flores lawsuit doesn't happen, you might end up having Jim Harbaugh not coaching the Michigan Wolverines. He's probably taking the Minnesota Vikings job, okay? So what happens there? And on the flip side of that, you might have seen Sean Payton mm-hmm. and Tom Brady and Tom together Brady. in Miami. Like, what a, like, it just goes to show you there are moments in sports. And even, like, Dante Culpepper and, and, and I would say Drew Brees failing his physical with the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. which led to Nick Why Saban grabbing Dante stuff? Culpepper. Why are we bringing up all the stuff? What are we doing, Peter? Uh, to get well, we were having a good skin. time this morning. You've been killing it all week long. I've been so jealous of you. So I was like, I got to see if she'll sweat under pressure. And yet there you are, flawless. But <sighs> I look at this and I go, man, the Dolphins are in such an interesting spot going forward because now, like, like, what do you do with Tua? Like, his little brother, Talia, is saying, hey, he's going to play football again. We just don't know when right now. And by the way, Orioles and Dolphins, what a weird mixed house that is. As yeah, far that, as was, that was uh, interesting. Uh, but, we, you know, I, I, I love it. Spread it out. Uh, your f- sports fandom can come from anywhere. Your sports wish for 2023 can come from anywhere. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. That is where we find Ronald in New York. Ronald, what is your sports wish here for the new year? All right, Ronald. You missed your shot, buddy. Oh, one chance, no more Ronald. one opportunity. One chance, one opportunity. You, you messed it Mom's up. spaghetti. No. All right, Javier. Do better for me here. Javier is in Phoenix. Javier, what's your sports wish for 2023? Hey, good morning, both of you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, my, sport, my sports wish is for the Dallas Cowboys of 2023 to play like the Cowboys from the 90s. Mm. Have that awesome defense step up, you know, make turnovers, you know, go into the playoffs and, like, look like a dominant team that they have the potential to do. But it seems like every time they play a weaker opponent, they play down to their level. So mm. that's my take. I hope I hope they go deep in the playoffs. I do think that we spend so much time talking about that Cowboys offense and not enough time talking about that defense. To me, if the Cowboys yeah. are going to get it done and make a run here and find themselves in a Super Bowl, it's going to come down to that defense. It is interesting because we talk a lot about over an SEC network about, hey, when Kentucky basketball gets on the court, you've got everybody's attention. You've got everybody's A game. Same thing for Alabama football. Same thing when you're Ohio State. Like, this is your Super Bowl. And it feels that way when you are when you got the star in your helmet, right? And I think that was part of it last night is looking at it going, hey, listen, everybody's going to give you your best punch. And for back-to-back seasons to have 12 wins, that's pretty damn good when everybody's hunting you. In fact, the last time the Cowboys did that, Amber, is going back and back-to-back seasons of 12 wins or more, 94, 95, right? Like when we started looking at some of these years that were incredible for them. I'm going to give New York another chance. This time, though, with Jermaine. Jermaine is in New York. Thanks for the call. What's your sports wish? Hey, early Happy New Year, Amber. My sports wish is for the San Francisco 49ers to win number six 
before the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. That's a good wish. And listen, Jermaine, a lot of people think that they're in a position to do so, which is remarkable because it seems like the narrative around the 49ers is they're one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous team in the entire NFC. And they've got Mr. Irrelevant under center, Peter. It's an unbelievable you story so far. Right now, right now. Like, I know that you and your illustrious career, you got like 7.5 mil liquid in the bank right now. Uh, if I say you're going to put 7.3, <laughs> of it on one team right now are you back in the 49ers are you no. back in the start you're going you're going you're going Cowboys yeah I'm, I would go Cowboys in that spot only because I, I that that 49ers defense is something that Cowboys defense by the way when we look at the names on it also should be something right and in mm. terms of the 49ers yes the Christian McCaffrey an unbelievable pickup this season smart that is a smartly run team. Kyle Shanahan looks like a genius because apparently you can just slot anybody under center in that system this season, and it's going to go well for you. I just can't buy into this idea that somebody can go from Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, Brock Purdy has done a great job here these last few games, but Mr. Irrelevant to relevant and Super Bowl winner. Like that, I mean, it would be but, the best story they, in yeah. sports. I'll, I'll, like, I'll take that story any day. I ain't going to bet on the Brock Purdy's of the world over the Dak Prescott's of the world, even with Dak's 14 interceptions. It, it is interesting, too, because with Purdy, you're talking about what? He was a starter since the time he was, what, a sophomore in high school, all four years over there at Iowa State. So he's played a lot of football, and there, there's not a better spot for him. But, again, you know, and I was, you know, I go back and forth with Marcus Spears a lot, and, of course, nobody dials into the Cowboys as much as possible. And we are discussing about it, and I saw him tweeting about it yesterday, um, about – if it's the Cowboys this year, as much as we talk about the defense, it's going to be the offense that's going to rise to the occasion. And, again, I'm with you right now. They, even with the, the, the kind of playing with their food against the Texans, playing with their food a little bit against the Titans, as they say, as the kids say, a win is a win. Uh, and that's exactly what it was. That's who I'd roll with right now. And look at this right now. We're showing on ESPN2. Like, when's that last NFC championship game? Just mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. And the question is on Mike McCarthy, too. Like, man, this is going to be on you at some point. Yeah, it is. Uh, and speaking of the 49ers, don't forget, that is how the Cowboys' wild card run there ended in 2021. But it has been a, a long time since the Cowboys have, have had the success in the postseason that we expect. They certainly have the pieces to do it. We'll see if they actually can get it done. We love your phone calls. Keep them coming. We appreciate you. Triple eight. Say ESPN 888-729-3776. Plus, coming up next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, and Peter Burns filling in for the guys. Has Kirby Smart taken Nick Saban's place as the best coach in all of college football? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Playoffs? We are talking about playoffs. Peter Burns, because it is the college football playoffs. You got Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Amber Wilson, and Peter Burns filling in for the guys. This college football playoff preview is brought to you by Princess Cruises. I love this boat. And there's nobody better to to talk some college football with than Paul Feinbaum. So let's bring him in. The host of the Paul Feinbaum Show joins us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. An eight-college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Paul, thanks so much for giving us some of your time. Let's start here with Georgia. What do you think another national championship would do back-to-back for Kirby Smart's legacy? Well, I think he, it would put him uh, in, in the rarefied air of, of, of those people that, that, that have left almost everyone else behind. And, and I think not only, Amber, would, would we be talking about the second one, the speculation would be immediate about a three-peat, and, and that's virtually impossible in, in the annals of college football history. And what makes this story so compelling is that he's, he's a Nick Saban clone. He spent 11 years under Nick Saban. He, he ripped off uh, Nick Saban. Uh, every everything he, that Nick Saban taught him, and then he's perfected it. And, and in many ways, that in his late 40s, he is what Nick Saban was 10, 15 years ago that I don't think Nick Saban really is any longer. He's still a great coach. He's still the greatest coach of all time. But, they're, they're, but the intensity that, that we used to see from Saban, we now see from Kirby Smart. You know, Paul, it's interesting, too, because we look at this, and I was looking at last night, you know, Nick, as you know, won his first one at 51, but didn't get his second title underneath his belt until 57. Kirby nabs this one. He'll have two at 47. How crazy is it to think that, hey, a guy that's not probably going to go to the NFL, probably loves Athens, he played there, could actually catch the GOAT? I think it's possible. And the only other person that, that's even been in this conversation, and you have to go back eight years, uh, it was Urban Meyer when he won his third national championship in 2014. And, and by the way, was the favorite, not only the favorite, but the prohibitive favorite with Ezekiel Elliott coming back in 2015. He blew that championship and never won another one and never will win anything again. But, but Kirby would be in that position. And, you know, Saban has done this in a very compressed period of time. For those who don't follow college football, he won his first title at Alabama in, in 09. He had won one at LSU, as Peter alluded to. And then he just piled them on at a rate of just about every other year. Now, that has slowed down. We say this in the South, uh, around the country, this would be a Lifetime Achievement Award, but Saban has only won one national championship in the last five seasons. 
Only one in the last five seasons. Man, those Crimson Tide fans may be a little spoiled by the Nick Saban era. Paul Feinbaum, host, of course, of the Paul Feinbaum Show, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guy. Since we're talking legacies here, Paul, let's talk about Jim Harbaugh's. If they're able to do it, Michigan's finally able to get one here during the Harbaugh era. What does that do for his legacy? Yeah, I mean, I think what, what Jim Harbaugh is, will, will do is just uh, he's eradicated all the negativity. And, and I, I, I'm proud to say I was president of the uh, Fire Jim Harbaugh <laughs> fan club a couple of years ago. But, you know, that, I, I think I think he could if he wins uh, in, in, a, in a week and a half, it's going to be one of the most remarkable turnarounds. Because Amber, it's been said before, but I'll say it again. Uh, two years ago, Jim Harbaugh was a whisker away from getting fired. Had it not been for COVID, now you can say that about a lot of things, he would have been fired. They just simply couldn't afford to get rid of him and, and, and blow the program up. They stayed with him, not because they wanted to, but because they had to. He took, a, he took a massive pay cut, and what has he done? He's won the Big Ten two years in a row. He's beat his rival two years in a row, and he's knocking on the door of possibly a national championship at Michigan, which – should yeah they should win one every 10 15 years or so i think they've won peter one and a half national championships in the last 70 years <laughs> yeah you know like in 1997 was the last time a big 10 team outside of ohio state was even involved in the national championship of course ohio state's been out there so i want to flip it to the other side of it we've talked kirby smart we talked georgia how much pressure is on ryan day truly if this thing gets sideways I think there's a lot, and I know it's cliche to say, oh, come on, look at his record. That, that's not the world we live in in college football. Mm-hmm. And, and if he gets blown out tomorrow night, uh, I think he's going to be uh, suffering mightily. Uh, and and, and I, don't, I don't know, he's not going to get fired because he's only lost four or five games in, in his career at Ohio State. He's been to the playoffs three times. But anytime this is a conversation piece, and it is because we're talking about it on one of the top shows in America, uh, it, it seeps into the public domain. This is not the old days when you could limit information, and, and most fans never saw what was really going on inside the circle. Everyone sees everything now. So I, I would advise Ryan Day against that. There's one scenario even worse than losing tomorrow night, Peter and Amber, that somehow sneaking by Ohio State and then facing Michigan for the national championship and go, getting blown out there. I, I think he'd be better off losing tomorrow night. Yeah, everybody wants that rematch, uh, that rematch. But hold on, um, but hold on, Amber. I would actually – so, Paul, I'll, I'm going to push back on that because I would say that might be the best <laughs> thing to happen to Ryan Day if for no other reason, if Jimbo Harbaugh beat him last year, beats him this year the way that they did and just absolutely throw-punched him in that second half and beats him for the national title, Jim Harbaugh has nothing to ever accomplish in college football. He should take the private jet for the national championship game, go to Jim Ursay and say, pay me $10 million and I'll coach the Colts. Like, what a great way to end off and drop the mic in, in Ann Arbor, and that might be the best-case scenario for Ryan Day. You know, Peter, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever agreed with you until this moment. Uh, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Made it! None Made of us it. have, uh, Paul. None of us have. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, joining us here on KJM. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys. All right, Paul, if it was up to me, we would have started this segment with TCU. It is a shame it has taken us this long to get to TCU. This is the best story, in my opinion, in these college football playoffs. Sonny Dykes, a first-year head coach. Do you think he gets enough credit for what he's been able to do here this season? I'm glad you reminded me that they're in the playoffs. I thought they played the other night in the Holiday Bowl. Right. Um, it is uh, – I mean, I, I just got to be saying that what I said about Jim Harbaugh, but you can, you can double that down uh, with Sonny Dykes because, you know, it's just – I mean, we, sit, we spend all the offseason in the South talking about who's in the playoffs, and 
there wasn't a single person, including Sonny Dykes, who felt like they could they could have a, a playoff contender. So uh, this is one of the more remarkable turnarounds. If he can finish the deal and somehow win the national championship, uh, it is a Disney it is a Disney movie uh, airing and streaming Monday night uh, the, the, two, the, the Monday night after the national championship game. Paul, um, I want to. Interesting when you were talking so much about legacies being on the line. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner. Looks to be rumored to be a part of possibly the job for the presence of the Chicago Bears organization. When we go back and look at Kevin Warren, if he gets this job and leaves the Big Ten, what's his legacy going to be? Well, it's going to be primarily bringing USC into the Big Ten and signing the biggest television deal yeah. ever. That will scrape away his first year and a half, Peter, which really was a bust. It's hard to have blown the COVID year more in sports than he did. Um, but he recovered from it, and and today he's one of the most influential people in the game, and, and it would be interesting to see him leave. A lot of, of his friends have said for years, not for a long time, but for the last two years, I should say, that, that he has coveted Roger Goodell's job. Now, who wouldn't covet Roger Goodell's job? $50 million, private plane, uh, penthouse, and, 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 and have the best seats of every NFL game. But that there, I think there could be a path. The best path would probably be from the inside, and that's being the president of the Chicago Bears. I mean, I, I don't know what that means in the in the pantheon of, of college sports dynasties. I've never heard anybody saying, I want to be the president of the Chicago Bears. But, but I, I could understand him doing it. He basically is cashing in after a big payday, and it would be a smart move because I don't think he can improve on what he's done so far. Mm. The one and only Paul Feinbaum. Paul, thanks so much for stopping by and talking some college ball with us. Amber, Peter, thank you. My pleasure. Happy New Year. Tune in tomorrow for the college football semifinals, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Coverage begins right here at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. And, of course, you can catch all of that on the ESPN app. Quickly here, Peter Burns, 20 seconds. What's the best story in these college football playoffs? Which team? How is it not Stetson Bennett? Right, a guy that, that basically Georgia told, "Hey, listen, you're not good enough to play." They went after Caleb Williams last year. They went after C.J. Stroud. They whiffed on both of those guys. And Stetson's like, "All right, bet." And it's, by the way, my right, man bet. was wearing you a. Be- you're was, very hip. He was wearing a Death Row Records shirt yesterday. That should have moved the line by three good, points. It's a good story. You're wrong. The best story, of course, is Max Duggan, who wasn't even starting the season because he had lost the starting job. Took him an injury to get it back. We're going to keep moving along here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.